Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host once again for the third straight week. Unfortunately, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I'm joined by the former European champion. I'm joined by my best friend, X2 Fly, Eric Trembicki. There is no prep tonight. If you listen to the show, you know what he's probably doing. And I guess his official pass has really Beyonce us. And you know, and you know, after the Lion King, I want all the smoke with the beehive. So y'all can have Pash if, if, if that, since he wants to leave us like this. But in all fairness, Pash he's he's out uh, he's out working. He has a new work schedule and stuff. And the show has gotten real shorter because like there's less Pash tales to start the show. <laughs> I noticed that last week. But yeah, Pash, we we miss you, buddy. Definitely miss the big homie. <laughs> we miss the fun. All right, so. Get into Raw and SmackDown. I don't have much notes because I don't think much noteworthy happened this week. Uh, SummerSlam a week from Sunday. One of the well, the ending of Raw I thought was great as a whole, and we're going to start off with the Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar made a surprise return during the match between Dolph and Seth. Brock destroys Seth ringside and backstage. Take get by stopping in front of the ambulance and then dragging Rollins at the back of the ambulance and delivering an F5 on the flatbed to Rollins. And Brock wasn't advertised for the show, so I was actually surprised for it. I thought, like, okay, I didn't really expect Brock to be here. But what are your thoughts on the attack? And is this enough for you to be interested in this match again? Because I think that Rollins and Lesnar, they actually deserve to have a stipulation match. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I got mixed feelings. Like they're for the most part, they're positive. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to the match. I anticipate it to be bit better than what we've seen them do thus far. I'm just tired of seeing my boy get completely beat down. Uh, I think you're right. It deserves a stipulation, but at the same exact time, I'm, I'm nervous for stuff like. I almost don't think he'll make it. Like he got his ass <laughs> whooped on Monday. Yeah, like that. I don't think that. Like that was great selling, but I don't think it was selling. Like the way he bounced off the flatbed, and then the oh, fact that, that, and the fact that he was all that blood he was coughing up. Like even though even though you're supposed to be selling, that that was real as hell. But I gotta get. But I I enjoyed that segment a lot. And like I said, it was a bit of a, a bit of a return because you know when Brock comes, they usually advertise it, but they did it, and I gotta give them at least a little bit of credit for that. Because I, I do think this matches the simulation too, because these guys have been going at it all year. Um, even when Rollins stole the title in 2016, 2015 from him, they're matching to have a before. So I think it's kind of warranted at this point, but I don't think we're going to end up getting a stipulation added, added to this match. What would you have the stipulation be if you were picking? Um, I, I would go. I would go like no holds bar, pinfalls anywhere, street fight, something like that. Um, I I think the rules have to be bent for Seth to win, and I don't really think it's going to be like a numbers game. Like Roman's busy elsewhere, and Ambrose is no longer Ambrose, so he doesn't have his Shield brothers. So I, I don't think someone comes to his aid. 
but I'm, I'm just concerned. Like I want to know how he's going to be able to slay the beast. Yeah, because ever since Rollins won the title, he's still carried on the moniker of the whole Beast Slayer thing. And at this point, he's really going to have to end up slaying Brock Lesnar. But yeah, you're right. Like a match with a stipulation. Where a real can, slaying this yeah, time. So, yeah, so like a match with a stipulation where Rollins doesn't have to deal with any rules or anything. Or maybe possibly, maybe possibly doesn't have to win by pinfall. But I do think this match is a stipulation. But when we get it, I, I don't mm. really know. I'm not sure if Brock's going to be too into that. If if it's like a short term, like to my to my memory and just off the top of my head, normally I feel like when they throw a stipulation last minute, it's just throwing in no holds bar, no DQ, any variation of that match. Like I don't think they normally will throw like a cage or a cell like a, as a last minute gimmick uh, or like a ladder or anything. Like I don't see how that's going to come into play. Um, I wish they would do like Inferno match so they could light Brock on fire and <laughs> get rid of all extinguishers. But, you know, that's a little OD. You know, as a kid, that was like the best match ever because like the whole optics of it, of like a ring of surrounded by fire. When you, you get older and watch it, every all of them were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they were horrendous. Didn't they redo one like six years ago? Yeah. Bray Wyatt and Kane? Yeah, and they renamed the Ring of Fire. And, went, and that match was horrible. Was it the same stipulation? Did you lose by getting lit on fire? Or? No. No. I, I, I believe it was just pinfall. But, yeah, those matches were not good. They, they just always showed the highlight of Taker, like, flying over the fire, and the fire ignited all the time. So you're like, oh, my God, it's amazing. But those matches were not good at all. All right. So on to the WWE Championship. Kofi Kingston defeated AJ Styles in a champion versus champion match. Randy Orton had a sit-down, a sit-down segment. It named In the Mind of the Viper. And once again, WWE did a great job digging into the history. They actually gave you the visuals of what happened at Survivor Series 2009 and at TLC 2009 when Order would get his win back on Kofi. And also, I think they did it. They did it like, they showed the infamous stupid, stupid, stupid thing. And they actually like made sure to put emphasis on it when they kept saying stupid, stupid, stupid. They said it in slow motion and stuff. So they're harping really hard on these two history and we talked about when it came to comes to AEW how they just do these sit down interviews and a lot of times that's their build for this week I think this was fine because you actually got the visual what happened 10 years ago and you actually get the story told by Orton because also Orton also hinted on that Kofi Mania wouldn't have been a thing if it wasn't for him taking out Ali again so what are your thoughts on this week, this this week, what happened on SmackDown between these guys and the Kofi versus AJ Chain versus champion? Um, I I got to yeah, uh, for both of those. I mean, I think the the build up's really good. I think Orton is, I don't want to say carrying this, but he's definitely doing his part. Um, I love that they're going back because as smart fans, uh, you know, whether it's you or I or any of our listeners, all the time when they. reignite a feud whether it's a six-month-old feud a two-year-old feud a five-year-old feud a decade-old feud you always think like wow there's something like like you wish commentary would play into some of that stuff or that they would bring it up in the ring or on the mic and they don't and orton's doing that he's doing that with their decade-old matches and he's doing that by bringing in the ali stuff i really like that they're chiming in on the ali stuff uh, but in regards to the champion versus champion match, I was let down that they switched and we didn't get the six man tag. Um, I did. I did enjoy the match. The match was good. And one thing I cracked up for, like, 
Uh, oh, by the way, the finish, the finish was great. Yeah. Um, I, I, with all due respect, like when Kobe hit that, I was like, wow, like, you know, they, they, for years have always wanted to compare people to Shawn Michaels and like, that's the next Shawn Michaels. They might as well call him the black Shawn Michaels after <laughs> that, because that was fire. That was the best trouble in paradise of all time. <laughs> of yeah. all time. Yeah, because like I got to give it to you because you were the one that was pretty high on Kofi's rating. Me and Ron were the ones saying that even though he's the champion, he doesn't always feel like the champion. But that's yep. always what WWE does when it's not one of their like big name guys. They kind of like devalue you even though you're the champion. But at, in retrospect, like, looking back on it after you said it, I actually think Kofi has had a, a really good reign. He's offended yeah. all the time. He's offended a bunch of times. He's had great matches. It's just the fact that he's not always elevated as the champion as they would do with the, the titles on, let's say, Roman Reigns. Yeah. And then, like, the the one thing that, like, I really enjoyed right then and there, I'm like, wow, you know, it's summer 2019. Like, if we would backtrack, like, a year ago and or, like, two years ago, let's say, like, when AJ Styles is a heel or three years ago, like, when it's the house that AJ Styles built and heel WWE champion AJ Styles – Facing, excuse me, facing one member of the New Day and he faces Kofi Kingston, it would have been a squash. There would not have been a chance Kofi Kingston's going to win. And I love the fact that he went out there and he beat a guy who's arguably not, if not number one, top three greatest, you know, in ring competitors. Uh, I thought the match was great and I just, I really enjoyed Kofi going over. Yeah. Going over clean, too. Yeah, and to, to what you said, I'm also upset that they canceled the six-man tag. Cause I was actually looking really forward to that. But then I, Vince rewrote SmackDown and just made it the one-on-one champion versus champion match. But who knows? We might end up getting it on SmackDown next week because the melee that happened during that match. And like I said, I have very minimal notes here. Uh, Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt, not much happened. Ramblin' Rabbit and Pale in the Firefly Funhouse saying he's a huge fan of Finn. But says Finn made a huge mistake and the fiends unleash. And we then got Bray saying, Let me in, which seems to be his roll call, like I kinda of hinted on last week. And then you saw the video of him being the fiend, basically morphing into the fiend. And then later on the night in SmackDown he plays mind games with Ben Finn and costs him the match with Dolph Ziggler. Did this do anything for you? I'll be completely honest, with SmackDown, uh, I missed a lot of the first hour. I'm assuming that's when that match took place, uh, just due to my work schedule. Um, so I, I wasn't completely up on that. Okay. Cause like I said, it was, it was pretty quick. It, nothing much happened. Like I said, so it is, it is confirmed that they got the matches at, uh, yeah, the summer, ma- at SummerSlam. Yeah. The matches happened at SummerSlam. And then it's not noted whether it's going to be civilian Finn or mortal Finn. As of now, it's just basic Finn. Basic Finn. Okay. Yeah. So. There was there wasn't much to go off, go off of because there wasn't any sign of Bray Wyatt on Raw, and going on to the Raw Women's Championship during during a segment that was shot early in the day, Natty was training with Fit Finley, and then Becky would come in during that segment and lock in the disarmor on Natty later in the night. Alexa would fake an injury during her match with Becky, then Becky would end up defeating Nikki Cross, and after the match, Natty came down and locked in the Sharpshooter and challenges Becky to to a match. Well. Be- Natty challenges Becky to make their match at SummerSlam a submission match. Now, we talked about when both women's title matches got announced that there were you actually you specifically said that both matches are face versus face, and I I personally have a problem with it because they both can have an edge 
each week. Like Natty can go yeah. this week, Becky can have the other, and then in the match, of course, they'll both do heel tactics. Now, does this match being a submission match move the le- move the needle any more for you? Um, I, I think it's exciting because I, I'm sure there's been women's submission matches, but like I I like that as you know two women both have a you know a submission finish. Um, sometimes we get these submission matches and one guy's or one person in the match isn't really a submission artist. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. It actually makes it more exciting because I, I think you could, it, it, I don't know. It, it, add, it adds something to it. It definitely moves the needle for me. Yeah. It moves it for me too, because like I said, both these women, they're known for submissions. So, um, it's like, it's kind of like, I know Ron is like this, this name on the shows, but it's like Chris Jericho versus Benoit. It was the crossface versus the Walt of Jericho. Yes. So it's so it's like both both moves are, are quote unquote devastating submission holds. And who do you think will win? As of now, who do you who do you think will win? Because my my thing is, if Becky does lose, I think they're going to do the typical she's going to pass out thing, and I do not want that. Um, I know they've gotten away from it over the last three years or so, but, uh, in, in Natty's hometown, Natty does not go over. Uh, I think Becky's going to win my, my, you know, I, I know you still got another week till the, the preview show, but I, I see Becky winning and it'd be a, a strong victory making, you know, one of her respected competitors tap out and her in her hometown. Yeah. Cause a, a lot like. Yeah, it's it's weird because a lot. Not of to lot- cut you off, but like I, I agree with what you just said right there. If Becky would win, especially because they portrayed her as Austin, that Mania thirteen pass out would be great. But I almost feel like that would be a good thing for Natty to do. But Natty's tapped out before, so it's like it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and, and Becky's a lot like Kofi. It's like when you look down the line, who who's going to beat her, and who's in a position to beat her, and making it a submission match and like that that's a way to get out that match. And that's and that's what they typically do. Like before years back it was it was like a big deal when somebody would just pass out, but now it's been so casual that it's not really a big deal. But You know what I, I've always hated? Like I wanna know like the date or the year WWE stopped doing where like someone passes out. Yeah. What happened to like the the, the old drop their hand three yeah. times? Like and I, wasn't that like Hogan one on one on him hawking up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that does that has an art I miss too because that, like yeah. because like that would add so much to it. But yeah, like if you were get to get the title of Becky, I think this would be the perfect time to do it. Even though I, I probably won't like that that finish, but they're all about protecting Becky at this point. Now, la- all, makes sense. Also, last week. We were hitting, we were talking about the reports, and it's official now. So, at SummerSlam, we're getting Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus. Trish, Trish joined the King's Court in a segment that I thought was very cringy until Charlotte came out. Did you catch this? I actually, I'm trying to remember if I called it. I think I just got home from work and I put on my iPad, and Charlotte was already in the ring. Um, I have cringe factors, but I don't know. I get, I do want to watch the segment in this entirety, but I don't know. I hate that like Trish was advertising. I felt like this could have 
and I'm not trying to be like the average fan that's just find something to complain about. But like, I hate that. Like out of the blue, like Jerry, Jerry Lawler's not on SmackDown regularly. He's not on raw regularly, but like let's advertise the, the Kings court and Trish Stratus is going to be on there. So you got two hall of famers randomly on there. And then meanwhile, all smart fans know that like she's coming like, I, I don't know why can't like one of these like new coming backstage announcers, like, hit Charlotte with a hard hitting question. Like, Oh, are you going to be upset that you're missing? Uh, you're, you're missing SummerSlam. No, I'm going to have a big opponent. I'm going to have a big opponent. And let's say like she go has a match and like she demolishes someone and then she's on the mic and then Trish comes out and says, Hey, I got one more in me. I felt like this could have been done so much better. So much better. It's one of my two huge nitpicks from SmackDown. I don't think it was delivered right. I think they could have delivered it so much better. I did not enjoy the segment. Uh, I mean, I thought Trish did great with Charlotte. I don't know what the cringiness happened before, but yeah, I just, I'm not happy about the execution yeah. and you got to understand that. Cause you know how much I love Trish. <laughs> yeah. The cringiness was because before Charlotte came out, they were talking about the Royal reunion and how she wished she was being, how, 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 how she missed it. She was on vacation and how King was, King was hitting at, have you ever got the itch for one more match? And then Trish was talking about how, well, she's a mom now, and then Charlotte comes out, and then, then at the end of Charlotte's promo, she says, you can go off and drive off in your minivan after the match. Yeah, yeah, I, saw, I, I turned in on that part. Yeah. So, like, they came in, and so basically, like, that's the thing I don't get from, like, the delivery of it. So basically, she's out there with King, and King just basically says, hey, since you missed Raw, I got you out here. So, yeah, something like that. It was, And then he was talking about, yeah, after the segment with Austin, they all kind of were talking about they got the itch for one final match. And then that's why he asked Trish about, have you ever had the urge for one final match? But, like, to, to your point about how they did it, like, it was in Memphis, so they got to always bring King back for Memphis. But when it comes to spoilers and stuff, we're, we're, we're really not supposed to know, <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> or, or, like, or, or vice versa. If they're supposed to have King there from Memphis, how about King has an episode of The King's Court with Charlotte? And, you know, Charlotte, you know, we just want to talk about your career. You know, we're in my city. Let's, you know, talk about you, this and that, this and that. Well, by the way, you know, Bailey's defending her title and Becky's defending their title. Neither of them are against you. What are you doing at SummerSlam? And then, like, I wish Trish was chasing the match. Like, I don't know. I just felt like, again, I, just, I don't know. The delivery, I'm not, I'm not in for it. I didn't think it was good at all. Yeah, because last week, or whatever week it was, Charlotte's the one who won the match. But I do agree, maybe Charlotte should have just had the King's Court segment and then Trish came out. But yeah, but like, like, like I said about spoilers, we're, we're not supposed to know. And then a lot of times when the spoilers do come out, as a company, it's like, okay, do we just... Do it or, or just hold well, it off. It's, it's just, I, I it's mean, even in my opinion, it. even if you didn't know the spoiler, like once she's advertised, once you like see like once you don't go to a dirt sheet, once you see her in like Twitter or Instagram that Trish Stratus is advertised to be on the King's Court tonight. Oh, shit. She's she's in a match coming up. It's got like, yeah, it but, gives it away. Yeah. And but the thing what but the thing was, the report came out before she was announced. So it's kind of it's like, yeah 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 I agree I, I I get what you're saying yeah it, it's just it's it's hard it's like okay do we just tell them now or what so like that's 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 something that we kind of gotta 
like take our smart hat off a lot of the time. It's like we do know, but we're technically not supposed to know. That's why they're called spoilers. Now, I don't like them. I meant to tag you in this, but have you seen the 24-7 title replicas going around on Facebook? Uh, no, I have not seen the WWE shop ones. I've seen some, I've seen bootlegs actually. Oh, maybe it was a bootleg, but I could have sworn somebody, uh, got one in the, got, got one in today. I meant to tag you in. If it was today, it could have been. There's a two millimeter brass one. They're selling really cheap on this new group I'm in and they look terrible. Okay. So how'd it look in the. Well, I, I'm I'm not the belt enthusiast like you with that know that knows all about everything about the plates and stuff. I could tell I can tell you when the strap for something changed, but as far as plates and stuff, that's that's all you. Wait a minute. Okay, so is the strap don't tell me is the strap not buckles? I didn't see, I didn't look at all the pictures. I just okay. saw I just saw it. He put, I just saw the main picture, you know, it, it says plus how many more pictures there is. So 24/7 title, one word, amazing. All right, uh, fantastic. <laughs> so Truth and Carmelo, they win a mosh pit tag team match for Truth to retain the title. Then there's a dog pile pin for the title. Mike Canales escapes with the title. So he hides in the locker room. Backstage, Mar- Maria says, open a door. I'm going to kick you in your vagina, which had me in tears. It, it brutal. <laughs> and then she makes him lay down and she pins him. And she's the first ever pregnant 24-7 champion. It says if anybody wants a shot, she'll be at her OBGYN on Thursday. And I'm just going to tell you right now, I cannot wait for Truth to dress up as the doctor <laughs> and the doctor assistant to be a referee and Truth beat Maria at her doctor's appointment. That, that's going to be something special. Mike Canellis actually about an hour ago posted a picture on Instagram of her sleeping with their child and the belt. And he said... I forget what the caption says, but it's something like I'm so oh it's I'm so conflicted. <laughs> I gotta see this. I'm real curious now. I'm very curious. Cause that was so good on Raw. I was I was dying. So I will put this out there. Um, oh, that is so good. So um X Pac is a huge fan of Mike Canellis. Mm-hmm. And he is not in love with how he's been getting buried, but he understands and he hopes it's for a greater good or there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So his co-hosts were saying that they really hope that what Mike Canellis is doing and with uh, Drake Maverick being involved, that it gets more eyes on 205 Live. So Canellis and Maverick, main event in 205 Live this week and had an unsanctioned match. This was, it's a terrible comparison, but it's accurate. This was Lesnar-Rollins-esque. Which one? This was like 10 minutes of Canellas beating really? Maverick to a pulp. Really? Uh, Maverick comes out in a 205 Live t-shirt cut up like a tank top. Canellas beats him down before he makes it to the ring and he is like Lesnar ragdolling him into the guard rails and the, the crowd barrier. Um, he's just be- brutally beating him until <laughs> it felt like an eternity. It might've been 10 minutes. It might've been less, but let's say 10 minutes go by 
and he starts shoving the flyers for the missing 24-7 title in his mouth. Wow. So when Maverick eventually, a one eye opens and he catches the flyer for the 24-7 title, he comes to, hawks up, and starts digging in on him. Canellis gets a little more offense, and then boom, Maverick gets the win. Wow. So Maria's watching in the back with the title around her shoulder. I was praying, like, this would be really good if you could, if you would, if it would pop up on social media, like Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, and everyone's saying, wow, the 24 7 title changed hands on 205 Live. People would end up watching it next week. Or if, you know, you're watching highlights of that from Monday. I think they dropped the ball, in my opinion, because we've seen the title change hands on Instagram. We've seen it change hands on YouTube. I really think they should have had someone beat her, uh, beat, you know, beat. Um, beat sounds wrong since she's pregnant, but somebody, you know, take the title from her uh, at 205 Live. Also, if Canellis would have won, he would have been in line for a Cruiserweight Championship match. So he's not getting that, and his wife has his title that he had for 15 minutes. Bad week for Mr. Canellis. Yeah, that, yeah, that's rough. But uh, there was something I sent you guys on Instagram. I'm not sure if you guys actually read the caption, but... It was from Renee Michelle after the match on Monday night. I, I had already double tapped it. Okay. She wore gear to match the strap. Yeah, so she says, I felt that my husband's attention towards me had been distracted by a certain green and gold title. So I wore green and gold yesterday. His simple ass didn't even notice. Classic. She's all that. <laughs> all right, so I got a few quick hits. Like I said, I don't have much. So Shane McMahon gave himself the night off, and Owens defeated Drew Galloway. I thought – I talked about this at the beginning of the show. I thought the end in the role was great. I thought Cedric Alexander shined. And on SmackDown, before Roman was about to issue his SummerSlam challenge, somebody had the damn nerve to, t- to attack our heart, Roman, before All we right. could. Uh, interrupt you real quick. Before we get to SmackDown, and I chew that up and spit it out, Raw's ending was fun. I actually I did a prep Monday night. I started watching. I saw the 24-7 title debacle i got to see the fun the escapades uh a pregnant woman win it shortly after i fell asleep i was asleep basically on and off until the end of the show um i saw the ending segment as it was going on i didn't realize this is the end of the show fun ending i love it do you ever think we get to a point where we get that big spot where someone's jumping from someone and it doesn't look like everyone's gathering up together to no, huddle. No. I don't. <laughs> We're gonna get that. But I, I gotta give it some I didn't expect it this week. Um the camera job they did a good job actually covering it up. I thought when I did see it. But yeah I didn't expect it at all. I, said, I, I like I like Cedric Alexander so I'm glad he's, oh, he's actually, good. I'm, I'm glad he's actually getting some T V time and actually like in important spots and are, are you going to treat yourself to his elite? I don't like it. Head? Yeah. Mm. I don't care. I don't care for it too much. Uh, all right. So, like I was saying before, somebody had the the, the damn nerve to attack our heart and Roman on SmackDown before he was about to name his his match his well, his opponent at SummerSlam. Of course, the internet is running wild, and they're accusing Buddy Murphy of all people that he had, he tried to attack Roman Reigns. Because he was close to the crime scene. Any idea who? Any idea on who this could be? 
I don't care because this segment was trash. <laughs> it was so stupid. This, this was so bad. Who is that? Charlie Caruso? Uh, it was Kayla. Oh, my God. Fire him. <laughs> that was the worst acting ever. Ever. Like, that was so bad. Michael Cole is good on commentary. Speaking of Michael Cole, he did You say, like him now. I get yeah, it. He had a gem on Monday night. Because as much as I hate this whole Dolph Ziggler, Shawn Michaels thing, he can't – well, Dolph comes out to HBK's music and Dolph's – Which Michael, was good. Then Michael Cole says, well, he stole everything else from Shawn. Michael <laughs> stole that too. I was like, thank you, Cole. He said something funny. <laughs> that, that was good. That was good. I do recall I'll that. give him that. But yeah, that segment was terrible. Yeah, this, this was bad. It was bad. Roman didn't do good with this either. Uh, I I know he's he's got to like once he watches back he's got to be beating himself up. What? It was done bad. The camera was bad. Kayla, Carla, Carly, whoever it was, they they didn't save this. They only made us way worse. Um, Roman held that thing up. It didn't even completely fall on him. There was probably an eight inch gap between the two of it. Um, it, it better be Samoa Joe because if this is Buddy Murphy is doomed from the jump because of this segment. Samoa Joe can at least save it because the segment was so bad. Yeah, I, I think it was probably going to end up being Joe because they they were they had the whole thing on Raw in the, in the last week, in the week prior. So it's probably Samoa Joe. Internet's just reaching as always. Also, something that amuses you, Gallows and Anderson, they, they win the Raw attack team title for the second time. Mustafa I love Ali, it. Mustafa Ali defeats Shinsuke Nakamura. And I thought it was a really fun match, for, match that was only two minutes long. Ali and Nakamura was two minutes? Yeah, it wasn't long at all. I did watch that. I watched it from my desk. That was really good. Yeah. And Ricochet, he wins a gauntlet match to become the number one contender. And he will challenge AJ Styles at SummerSlam for the United States Championship. And that's all I have for WWE well, this week. Go ahead. So did they advertise this and this not happen again? What about Daniel Bryan's life-changing uh, announcement? Oh, he, he started it, then he left. It was a. It wasn't even an in-ring segment. It was a backstage segment. Then he walked. Was it 2014 punk ass like a walk off? Uh, no. Nah. He started talking a little bit. Then he just walked off. What was he talking about? I don't remember exactly what he said, but he did say something. And then he. Walked it was away. that bad. It was that it, he walked away after that, and yeah, that's all I have for WWE. Uh, AEW tickets go on sale for their first show October second. At the Capital One Arena, the tickets go on sale at noon on Friday. They're starting to announce some matches for the first show. So far, we have John Moxley in action. Cody's going to go one-on-one with Sammy Guevara in the Elite. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks will take on Chris Jericho and two mystery partners. Any idea? Got Lucha Brothers. I thought that or LAX because they're free agents. That would be good. That would make more sense. I, or no. It wouldn't make more sense. What makes the most sense is Lucha Brothers. What you said is better. Yeah, Lucha, yeah, because I had the opposite way. I thought Lucha Brothers would be better, but I thought it would be No, no. So it makes sense story-wise. Like, yes, like because it's you're adding the two all-out matches. Or actually, never mind, Kenny. It's not you're at, uh, you know you're continuing two feuds and putting them together for the first show. But you need that surprise. Yeah. It, I hate acknowledging. I hate saying it. it. Doesn't look like we're getting punk. We need you need someone that's unsigned. The, honestly, what went through my mind, and I was going to send it in the group text just to troll. I was going to be, wow, look, guys, the revival. <laughs> That'll be great. But like, 
it's got to be a tag team, and that's really the only tag team that makes sense. Yeah, and they're free agents, and like you said, we need a, they need a surprise for the first. Yeah, show. and it's it's no one really coming from New York. Yeah, and uh, I thought I thought like the Cody versus like Sammy Guevara match was like real underwhelming because you know they made a big deal about <laughs> who's going, what's the first match going to be. I was like, I was like waiting for twelve o'clock to come and refresh my Instagram feed. I'm like, oh, it's only Sammy Guevara. Yeah, like who cares? Um, I was sitting there, and I forgot that it was already announced for All Out. But I was like, "Are you serious? We're not getting Sean Spears?" But yeah, I have to watch those uh, rolls of All Out because I saw him with Tully Blanchard. I gotta check that out later. Been good thus far. Now that's all I have this week. I know you personally took a trip while on AEW. Go I gotta say it real quick. Um, second one. Ambrose made a comment on Jericho's podcast. He said something WWE took away from him. He felt he was confident in his promo skills. He thought with his words and his mouth, he could talk fans into arenas and into seats. On the road to All Out, Episode 2 on All Elite Wrestling's YouTube channel, he will talk people into seats if you watch that because – he he sells it. He sells it. Yeah, I believe it. I'm a, I'm a huge John Mock John Moxley mark. I hate Dean Ambrose, as we as we all know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's all I have for your week. birthday next year. I'm getting you a bunch of Ambrose merch. <laughs> I'll take Moxley merch. But uh, yeah, like once again, that's all I have this week for uh, in ring wise. Now, you personally took a solo trip to our good friend. Walt at their young action w. <laughs> young w young w at their action figures last week and dropped off a, ha- a nice haul that I ended up seeing on the Instagram page. So what did you end up yeah. end up picking up? Uh, glad you asked. Uh, we'll give them a quick shout out. I put them on uh, our Instagram page. You have uh, after several of your trips as well. Good good for them. They're going to be on an episode of Teen Mom coming up, <laughs> which is hilarious. But. Um, their action figures open, I don't know if it's noon, but let's say noon to 6 every day, uh, noon to 8 on Fridays in Dover, Delaware. Uh, all types of collectibles, but they buy, sell, and trade. I brought yeah, – geez, Aaron, you'd be it's, – it's ridiculous. There's so many mock figures I have, and there's uh, ones – I literally came across like a Shawn Michaels that I guess is a triple or a quadruple that I have moving something today um but i i bought him probably like 20 mock figures and a, a bunch of loose left with you know probably close to 300 cash and then five five elites and no actually i think it was three elites i kept two things i brought to him um three or four elites one bait um and four basics so really worked out. What were the elites you got? All right. I got uh, – the first time I went to the store, I got from the Build-A-Figure Michael Cole, the Bret Hart. So I this time around, I got the um, Daniel Bryan. Um, it was Daniel Bryan with the gray T-shirt. Excuse me. Uh, the gray T-shirt, you know, short hair, Daniel Bryan. Which belt came with that? No belt? No belt. But this is like – his look from his first U.S. title reign, okay. I believe. Okay. So it's like that Daniel Bryan. Um, there's a Cena and a Triple H I need to build 
uh, Michael Cole, unless I get crafty and figure something else out. Uh, I'm thinking about, cause that's going to be expensive for those. So I'm, I might just try to get some, um, what is it? Well, it wasn't, was it think? Yeah. The think I might get like some build a think, uh, build a figure think parts to make him. Um, I got that. Um, had my eye on that. Oh, I called him ahead of time. I got the Bruno San Martino elite, which I had in my eye on for a while because I want to get every made figure of someone that's held the WWE strap. Um, Pash's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Distant cousin. <laughs> Closer to uncle. Age difference. Hey, my, our boy ain't that old. <laughs> um, what else? Ninja oh, I got a junkyard dog. They had a junkyard dog there for only 20 bucks. Um, he worked me out a nice deal. And I've actually been trying to find that for really cheap. One of my coworkers was gifted one because someone we work with said he looks like JYD. Oh, my so, God. And, and you know you know why I'm buying a figure like JYD. It's this guy, Figgles, Figgles McGee or whatever the hell his name uh-huh. is on Instagram with the one of the best collections. He's got a crazy loose collection. And I think when I work on my display in the coming weeks, I kind of, that's a generation. I kind of, there, there's certain figures. If I can get them for close to retail, why not? Um, I also got, they had the uh, WrestleMania Heritage, WrestleMania 19, Shawn Michaels there for 15. He ended up doing that for me for, you know, five off since I was getting so much and sold him so much. Um, aside from that, one of the, the, my favorites that was in there, the first time I went, they had, this is like a six, seven, maybe eight year old basic. It was a world's champions collection. Uh, there was either four or five or six in it, but I know they didn't come with the figure. It was just guys that were world champions. I'm sorry. They didn't come with the figure. They didn't come with a belt. There was no accessory, but there was a Eddie Guerrero basic with green trunks, uh, green tights. Green's my favorite color. Love Eddie Guerrero. The guy only wanted retail for it. He wanted 10 bucks for it. And he's like, yeah, I would charge more, but the cards beat up. And I'm sitting there in my head. I'm like, it's a basic. Like, it would be cool to display just because it's Eddie and he's wearing green. So I'm picking stuff out. He already pays me more than half. And I'm like still trying to figure out, figure out stuff. And I was like, do you, I was like, did that Eddie Guerrero sell the one I saw last week? He's like, I just opened it. He's like, I literally opened it 45 minutes before you got here. I'm like, why'd you do that? He's like, well, the card was beat up. So I just threw it in the box, three for 10 or four, uh, ah. one for $4. So I was going to buy it for $10. So I'm like, all right, well, $10, I get to just pick two out. And they had embarrassingly, they had the hype bros that were mint condition as well. Uh, actually to shout out the hype bros, I'm like, I gave them a little figure bath and that's some cool <laughs> basics for like a, uh, crowd display what a mark <laughs> well where oh and then one the last and final i, I believe the Su- SummerSlam heritage dusty roads basic okay because it was 10 bucks and i actually when i was on vacation i inboxed two or three sellers on ebay trying to get that for 10 bucks plus shipping is that and new or old it was like toys r us right before it closed okay i wasn't sure if it was this year's set or last year's set. no nah, it was so I guess that's what two years old. Yeah. Oh man, you love that place, don't you? What Toys R Us? No, there's action figures. I hate that place. <laughs> For all the listeners, I don't hate it. That place is awesome. I actually it was great. I pulled up there like probably 15 minutes before they closed. I was in there for a while. 
They they actually almost I, I was having so much fun in there they almost went and bought me beer and I'm like ah I'll end up not leaving let me, <laughs> let, let, me let me settle up and get out of here yeah I yeah, well as I talked about last week I got the Savage the Slim Jim Macho Man and I haven't opened it yet so that's my mistake but uh, I'll make sure to post pictures later on this week so you know I invested four dollars uh, for two four dollar entries and a raffle for that yesterday really. Yeah, I lost, but <laughs> four bucks. It was worth it because of what that thing's going for. How much is it going for? I think sixty minimum. Really? Yo, you know what I think is sold that I'm surprised. What? Speaking of a San Diego Comic Con figure, their action figures they didn't have. Uh, they had it when I went there the first time. It just dawned on me, Shockmaster. They had it. They had it, but it was gone. And he also he had for any of the listeners that know what we're talking about with figures, the original Legends series. Um, the Brain Busters, the Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, those oh, figures used to fetch it? well over $100. He still had Tully Blanchard. He sold Arn Anderson for $85. Good for him. I told him. I was like, <laughs> I, was like oh, um, I was like, did Arn Anderson sell? Because I saw Tully and Andre in a couple of the boxes up there. He's like, it did. I was like, did you get all the money? He's like, ah, I took five off, 85 I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Good for you. Yeah, Happy good for him. him. Yeah, and I got something else coming that you might be shocked that I bought. It's not a figure, but it's wrestling related. You might be shocked that I bought it. I, I ended up getting the uh, the Chalkline Madness shorts. Check you out. Yeah, I pulled the trigger on those. Be- oh, that's, that, that's a good one. There's a bunch of Chalkline shorts. I haven't mean it. Did you did you get a deal on them or? Well, WWE those were only on WWE shop, but um, they had WWE. They had their uh, their um. What is it? Their Black Friday in July sale or whatever. So I believe. Hey, I, oh, that was on it. Yeah. So like, I got like ten bucks off, but after shipping, it ended up it ended up being like it ended up being actually like five dollars. Like yeah, ten dollars actually ten dollars off because it was forty nine with the discount was ten, but then you had to pay for shipping. So oh, like that's 46. good. I want, I've been wanting that. Um, the ECW Chalkline shorts are exclusive to. I think they eventually may get put. I think on, those are on Chalkline. I think they just got on there, but like they came, they released like a month ago, mm-hmm. and they were originally just on WWE shop. I want those, and I'm kind of tossed up with like the Ric Flair ones. Like I like the pink and the blue, and then you know me. <laughs> if I get one, I think I'm gonna yeah. get them all. Yeah, because so it's like there's four or five of them. Like, do I buy them all? Yeah, because I was I was just scrolling through, and I was just like, oh, I kind of like these Madness shorts. Cause like the, the shirt, good. the They're shirt. Good. I've always wanted the shirt. But the shirt's so expensive. Like maybe I can get away with the shorts, and the shorts will actually maybe, might look. They might actually look better than the shirt. So I like pull, it. Let me pull the trigger on this. And, I'm, and um, they finally put the extreme rules poster up. So I, I got that too. That's on the way. Ooh, check you out. So because I always I get the pay per view poster for events I go to. So I got that on the way. Anything else in the world? Well, since we're on the, uh, I don't know. I, I um. Hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, there's always stuff I'm watching, and yeah, I got a couple of trades and deals I'm working on. I, I, um, I did want to bring my loose JBL, and I forgot to dig it out of the box. I didn't have time when I got done work the day before I went. I want to take that, see what my the trade credit would be, and they got a mock one there, and he'd give me a good number on it. So I might, I might snag that off them. Um, and I got a ba- bagged up more loose figures. I'm going to take him, yeah. but Walt's a good I don't guy. know when I'll make that trip again. Yeah, yeah. Walt's a good guy. I got a, 
dig through some of my old stuff because after the Comic Con, I'm like, there's guys that just I'm getting rid of them. Like Becky's too elite. They're going. I got I, I, I got plenty of stuff to actually send back to him because I do want that uh, ABA Undertaker, the SummerSlam Heritage. I do want that. He didn't. That was sold out, and there was no viscera. Really. I was I was gonna get Taker and um, because he the SummerSlam ones he has only for eighteen and I think what's it called he paid me out and like he paid me out well over three hundred bucks at, excuse me well over three hundred bucks at this point and then he was like if you buy stuff I'll I'll work I'll work with you so I was I was like all right I'm gonna get that Taker but they didn't have it I was yeah. bummed yeah because he because he had the WrestleMania Heritage Taker loose but uh. At one point, when last time I was there, he had it loose, but I, I, I knew the jacket off of that to put on the ABA Undertaker. You know, if he has a mock one, he it's probably marked at fifteen. He would probably deal on it. Oh yeah, especially yeah, if you. Yeah, no, it's just like sometimes, like sometimes you can get the accessories for cheap, or like, mm. and I, I've seen like the new Heritage. They've hit big lots a lot lately. I've, yeah, not mine, but I've seen people posting that they are at big lots. So maybe, he was raving about I think what's it called? There was a one or two elites in my hall. I brought him. He's like th- he's like this actually might be at a Ollie's for seven bucks. I'm like wow. I only know one Ollie's around me, and I I've, I've seen like not I haven't seen a basic even as something as good as a basic. I saw those little like two three inch figures that WWE used to make that prep bought a hall of recently. <laughs> the five below bandit prep. <laughs> five below bandit. <laughs> Anything else? No, I, I um, if anything, I was going to ask for like a trivia of um, opinion on something, but I figured I'd do that when we got at least prep here so we get more opinions. Yeah, all right. So, well, um, yeah. Anything else you're you're waiting for? You looking for anything in the store at the moment? No, not a, now that he doesn't have the ABA, ABA Undertaker. Um, I might have to take. I, I might not have to take a trip right away back down there. And, and we brought up the twenty four seven title. I uh, I got a. A belt or two I, I may sell soon And then once that's on sale I'm going to snag that up Look look at you It's a no brainer Growing up Alright so I guess that's it Growing up because I'm buying the 24-7 title It doesn't make any sense we, we get, We're getting rid of all the junk In your apartment Yeah Well It's a vicious cycle Well I, That's it for the show everybody So Subscribe on iTunes Google Play Podbean and Stitcher Check out our YouTube channel With our interviews with <laughs> Nick Aldis, Flip Gordon, <laughs> Leo Rush, Zayda Zang, and TJP. And head over to whatamaneuver.net to embrace the madness for all your Mad Madness gear. For X2Fly, Eric Trimbicki, I'm Alo Aaron Lloyd, and we will see you guys again next week. Oh, and as a disclaimer, for all the listeners, if you're having a wild summer and you forget to pull out nine months from now, go, t- go grab one of those Mad Madness onesies for your child. Facts. Once again, everybody, have a good night. Strap up. Hop up the top rope by the land with the elbow. Got them now, put them down right now. Hit them with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man, it ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.